Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. Positively different radio in the morning. And I snuck it in ahead of you there, Lawson. It's low yep. off the mark this morning. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind. I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't know it was a race. Oh, man, if you want to make this a competition, like, I will take you down. I don't, oh, I don't here care. it goes. All right. <laughs> See, Lawson reckons he can take me at... I think he could take me at motorbike racing. I, mate, I could, I could take you at anything. I'm, yeah, I'm confident. I'm confident in myself. <laughs> what are you grateful for this morning, Lawson? I'm grateful you are confident in yourself. Oh. Oh, thanks. Self. Self. Being the operative word. Okay. So, oh, okay. okay, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, let's none of us be confident in ourselves this morning. Let's all be confident in Jesus Christ, and amen. I'm thankful that we can be. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yes. So good. Absolutely. Right. Hey, N.Digital, we just recorded a new series. Really? Yes, called Wars and Rumors of Wars. It's so cool. That's amazing. Wait, so you just did this, when, last night? Yeah, literally did it last night. So when is it coming out? I'm uh, not sure. Well, as soon as it's edited. And, th- and then it's going to drop? And then it's going to drop. That is awesome. Well, yep. Man, if there's ever a time where that's a poignant subject. Yeah, so we really got right into now. the uh, issues in Ukraine and Russia. Um, we talked about Bible prophecy. We talked about you know some of the different concepts that are floating around as far as Bible prophecy goes. We looked at you know the history of religious conflict in Russia going back a thousand years. Fascinating mm. stuff. Can't wait for it to uh, to get out there. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Let's have a clue for our question for our quiz. All right, for one hundred points. What tree was forbidden uh, in the Garden of Eden? Okay. That's a very 100-point question, guys. That is indeed. That will get you a bumper sticker. Easy one to wake up to this morning. 0491-064-669 is the number to call. As Lyle said, for 100 points, you can net yourself a Faith FM bookmark and bumper sticker, or you can get those 100 points on the board, answer every single question correctly, and you will win every single prize. But again, that question was, what tree was forbidden to eat in the Garden of Eden? 0491 064 669. Wow, we've got a text message coming in already about uh, Wars and Rumors of Wars, the end.digital uh, new latest program. Can't wait till it comes out. We'll send it to thousands of pastors in Australia. Wow. Hopefully they will send it to thousands of people, parishioners. Yep. Who will send it to thousands of seekers. But you don't have to be one of the thousands of pastors. Let's you can spread it around. You can just you can be, be a person who sends it to right. another person. Exactly. And then they know the Evangelism truth. has never been easier. You know, evangelism used to be a little bit confronting because you used to go and do things like you do, like talk to people. <laughs> but yeah. now what you could, all you need to do is just send stuff on. But talking to people is still like the most talking effective way. Talking to people way. is by far the most effective way. That's right. Infinitely the most effective So you guys way. have the opportunity to talk to people, but if you really don't want to, you can now just drop them a link. Or if you're talking to people, you could say... Check out this end of digital that's show. that's a double whammy right there. It's a double whammy. You probably have people that you talk to. I... Occasionally I do. Yeah. You, me, I have uh-huh. people I talk to. Uh-huh. The listeners do as yes, well. I talked they, to somebody yesterday. Well, because apparently all these listeners have so many friends because they always make fun of me for having no friends. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, man, if you guys got all these friends, then you can go and talk to them and send them links about wars and, and rumors of wars, which, like, is a fantastic thing to do. So, yeah, and, 100%. And, and ask Lawson to be the Oh, friend. come on. Well, <laughs> come on. Stop it. All right, let's have some positively different news. Okay, some positively different news coming out of the country of Nigeria.
Nigeria. This okay. Nigeria isn't a place where we often have positively different no, news. No, it is not. And we know that because we often talk about not positively different news. Yes, coming it's typically out of a place where we either talk about scams or Christians being persecuted. Or Christians scamming people. Or Christians scamming people. Yeah. That's pretty much Nigeria. Dude, I saw this meme on Instagram the other day. It was it was like a it was just a screenshot of like a news report that a Nigerian pastor had uh had entered into an indoors uh, sorry closed doors wrestling match against Satan and had won. Right. And I was like, wow. And he was holding like a belt walking into church. Like the pastor's walking into the church and he's got like the belt over his shoulder. Like I beat Satan in a wrestling match. And I was like, wow, that's wild. Um, but in good news coming out of Nigeria. That's just, just, just doing my head. That in right it, it, like, it hurts to see like just the amount of just scamming and deception that takes place. But as I said, in good news coming out of Nigeria, um, a Nigerian mum has found a way uh, an amazing way, a cheap way, an alternate way um, to cure jaundice in children very easily. Ah, oh, go, mum. So a lot of babies that come out, uh, you know, come out with jaundice. You know, yes. they have that, that buildup uh, and their skin is turning yellow, which can either lead to permanent damage or death. Um, mm. And so what you need to do, if a baby is born and it's got jaundice, um, you need to immediately put it into, like, a sunlight crib uh the you know the uv crib and it like gives it a huge uh, the blue light phototherapy crib kind of thing okay uh, um and so if you have a jaundice baby down here say at the local hospital in newcastle where we broadcast from or mm-hmm. we which city we broadcast from that's what they'll typically do that's what they will do um do you but, do the same thing by taking the baby outside uh no because no. it's not enough like okay. power, power yeah, it's got a really <laughs> Really, really, really hit it hard. That's right. Um, but Virtue Aboro, she had a child in Nigeria and her child was born. And 48 hours later, you know, all of a sudden her child just turns yellow. Yes. And she's like, oh my goodness, this child has jaundice. Yes. I need to take it to the hospital or it's going to die. And she does so. And she arrives there, uh, at this local hospital in, in where she's living in Nigeria. And they don't have one of these photo, phototherapy booths there yes um and because i've seen hospitals in developing countries they are limited they are limited and she rocks up and they're like oh we can't do this so instead we're going to give your baby a blood transfusion which is pretty intense just after the baby's been born that's yep and they do, uh, and her son ended up surviving. But for her, for herself, she, you know, is working in the health industry, like as a nurse, nurse and whatnot. She immediately like saw that and pivoted careers and was like, "I, I need to do something about this because that was horrific and traumatic, and like we need to come up with the solution. Why can't I just walk into my hospital and put a baby in a put ba- my baby in a phototherapy booth?" So she decided to make her own. Right. And the one that she's made costs one-sixth of a classic phototherapy booth, and it's solar-powered. Oh, yes. So you can put it go, anywhere. Like she, go, mum. And, you know, being that it's it's pretty small and portable as well because it just has to fit a baby inside of it. Like this is You don't need electricity to run it. That's right. And so she's just completely created this brand new, uh, like, this. The, she calls it the Cribber Glow, which is, you know, just... 
marketing. Excellent marketing. And um, good products should have excellent marketing. And it's under her company, Tiny Hearts, which is another great, yes. you know, gr- great marketing right there. Um, and now, like, this is spread all over her country of Nigeria and even into Ghana. Uh, two years ago, Kriba Glow uh, was given a $50,000 grant from Johnson & Johnson as a part of their uh, African Innovation Challenge and you know, whatnot. And, uh, now it's in 500 hospitals across Nigeria and, and in Ghana as well. And it's already been used on 300,000 babies in the last year alone. That's amazing. That and, is absolutely amazing. And so it just goes to show, like this woman, she went through an incredibly difficult and traumatic thing and said, why don't I just fix this problem? And then she did. So have a think about that today. What problem is out there that you can fix for humanity? That's right. Uh, because human beings are smart. Yeah. And it was a bit of a collaborative effort as well. Her husband works on solar panels, you know, just as like a technician and guy who comes and services them. And he's like, oh, I don't know. I know a little bit about solar panels. And I'm like, yeah, what if make we, this thing work? Yeah. What if we hook the solar panel up to the, the, to the lights and then, you know, take the thing outside and it works. Yep. <laughs> and now, you know, obviously it's cool to see like a successful startup and whatnot, but this is literally saving the lives of babies. And the thing is being solar panel. You literally take it into the most remote village that you want. That's so correct. You know, you hear about a jaundiced baby, throw it in the back of a truck, take it out there, put the baby in it. Yep. Sun comes out, away you go. Yep. Bam. Problem Too solved. Too easy. Yes. All right. That's so much better than a blood transfusion. Yeah. That, dude, blood transfusions are just scary in general, right? Yeah. Because not only... There are things can go wrong with that, blood transfusions. Definitely. Like if, and especially like for a baby that's like literally 48 hours old to mm. like the amount of stress that it would go through to receive a that blood is transfusion. Not a, that is not easy. And that then not, not only that, like the potential risks and other complications that can come from getting blood transfusions, um, in, especially in a third world country, namely like something like HIV or whatever it may be meant. That's, that's intense. But if babies don't have to go through that because they just put them in a solar powered box for like a day, then Epic. Good work. All right. Uh, in other news, the, oh, this is actually one that came out of Australia. Um, so down in South Australia in Port Lincoln, um, there was this couple. They're chilling and, you know, on top of their house next to their TV antenna, you know, their, their, their satellite, their TV satellite. Uh, they see these two birds kind of roosting a couple times a week and they're like, oh, that's a bit wild. But then anyways, they come out one day and one of the birds is stuck upside down in the TV antenna and they're like, oh man, that's, that is not a good position. We're probably going to help this thing out. So they call the um, the local uh, wildlife ranger. He comes out. They help the bird. They pull the bird out of the antenna. And then while he's holding it in his arms, he realizes, oh, this is one of the rarest birds in South Australia. Oh, no <laughs> not, way. Not only is it the rarest bird in South Australia, it's got like less than 40 breeding pairs and they're incredibly endangered. And they're like, this is... An amazing opportunity. And so they've gotten this bird. They've uh, now received approval. Obviously, this bird was a little bit injured and damaged, and so they took it back to the centre and, you know, got it healed up and whatnot. But now they're uh, strapping a uh, tracker to it, and now they can basically see um, the movements of the South Australian raptor and understand, you know, where it's going to, where its mates are, and get an idea of what they're doing so that they can help their population grow again. Yes. Which is fantastic That's news. That's the best I'm like, kind of story ever. Just accidentally, oh, man, some annoying birds on my roof got stuck in an antenna. and Oh, wow, we're saving the population of an entire species. 
That's fantastic. <laughs> That's absolutely there amazing. There you are listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. It is The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. This is the 200-point quiz question, Lawson. All right, for 200 points, always the proper host, what did Jesus do at the Last Supper for his disciples? 0491-064-669 is the number to call for 200 points. You can win an issue of Signs Magazine or get those points on the board. Continue to work your way through the quiz. But again, that question was, what did Jesus do at the Last Supper for his disciples. Okay, text message coming through right here in relationship to the newest episode or, or series of the N.Digital called War and Rumours of Wars. If the Holy Spirit can reach the minds of pastors, they can reach their congregations and the congregations can reach their families and the families their friends. Amen. Absolutely. Let's get it out there, spread it as far and wide as we can. So I don't even have a date for when this one's going to drop yet. Uh, we have filmed it. It is going to be edited. We will bring it to you as soon as we possibly can. We'll bring it mm. here on uh, Faith FM Radio as well, of course. Uh, but to be honest, it was one of the most interesting series that I've ever researched. Mm. It certainly was the one that I put the more the most hours of research into. Uh, some of the information quite challenging to dig up, uh, stuff that you sort of, well, you mm. know it's there, but it's like, well, where do I find that? Mm. Anyway, going to more serious news, we did say that we would speak about the latest pestilence that is stalking the land. Uh, this one is called Japanese encephalitis. Oh, not quite sure why they get to call well, it the Japanese. Why is it called Jap- Jap- Japanese? This is, this is um, 2022. I didn't think you were supposed to do that. Wait, wait, so what is it? what is it doing? Well, uh, it's a mosquito-borne thing, and it attacks your brain, and it kills you. I need to write this down. I know Japanese people. I think it would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have lots of Japanese friends. <laughs> Why is this one called the Japanese encephalitis? Yeah. Okay, so basically, um, you know, the Bible predicts wars and rumors of wars, famines, earthquakes, and pestilence just before Jesus comes back. Mm. We've just had one pestilence called COVID. Now we're getting another one. Uh, this one, of course, is being driven by the floods because it is a mosquito-borne one and we're getting massive swarms of mosquitoes because of all of the water that is Dude. around. And so you do need to police your property and reduce as many of those small bodies of water as you possibly can so that you don't. So we have as few, uh, as few of these mosquitoes getting around as possible. And so basically you've got a mosquito plague following rain. Mm. Um, it's already spread across four states now. We've already had a number of deaths from it. Uh, the, the latest biggest threat that they've seen is the they, what they believe it will be the 24 million feral pigs that we have in Australia because apparently uh, it can spread very rapidly through the pig population. Mm-hmm. And so they're asking us to look out for unusual things like just dead pigs laying in the paddock mm. because that might mean that you know this particular disease is spreading through the local population. We need to be very aware of it. Mm. Um, and we might say, hey, you know, it's good to see the uh, feral pigs get sick and die, but the bad thing is that that then spreads to humans and other farm animals and that can be a bit of a disaster. So just another another thing to be aware of. Jesus is coming back soon. Pestilences are stalking the earth. And it's Japan's fault. Yes. <laughs> I mean, uh, no. no, just kidding. <laughs> oh, dear. Lawson. Your Japanese friends are going to... They're offended. They're, they're going to they're crucify offended. you. They're going to crucify you. Okay, all right. Let's, let's talk about big, big tech shutting down mm. Russia. So this is interesting. Um, and this is, you know, if you really want to see power, mm. this, is, this is muscle being flexed. Yeah, that's right. Right here. 
And, and you want to find out who has it? You know, who has the most power? Does Biden have the most power or does big tech have the most power? Yeah, that's true. You know, does does the rest of the do the political leaders or the tech companies? This is a hard mm. question to answer anymore. So you know, we've had some uh, some vision, some footage come out from Russia because you had this coordinated move with Apple Pay, Google Pay, Samsung Pay, Mastercard, Visa Card, all simultaneously shut Russia down. Bruh. So right across Russia, you had you know massive problems as you know people caught in the public transport system that couldn't get home. Because how are you going to pay? How do you get on the bus? How do you get on the train? And of course, they're all How catching do you around. Eat? And it, it, also, it instantly, it instantly emptied the banks of all cash because banks have very little cash. What do they yeah. need cash for? Who needs cash? Mm. They have ones and zeros. Lots of ones and zeros. You can't withdraw ones and zeros. That is, and it's just crazy. In- instantly emptied the banks. And you know, this is a bit of a. I understand why they're doing this, but it is an attack on a lot of innocent people. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the idea is that like, is- well, if we attack the innocent population, they will then attack their government and change their government. Yeah, you know, that kind of an argument is a very slippery slope. Yeah, that's that's some... It's how we won the Second World War by dropping an atomic bomb on innocent people. Yeah, that's right. Yikes. <laughs> which which only shortened the war by like three months and... and- well, let's not, let's not get into yeah. that argument. Yeah, yeah, okay. But, uh, like, totally. That's a never-ending Dude, argument. if that happened right now to me, I'd be done for. Like, my life would be over. I wouldn't be. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I've used cash for years. I, the only thing I have cash for is for Facebook Marketplace. Buying bumpers on Facebook. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Gas stoves or something. I don't know. But, yeah, dude, that's insane. Uh-huh. Oh, that is rough. Okay, so here's the interesting thing. If big tech can cripple a country, mm. can they? what if they target a demographic? or target an ideology. Mm. Because the reality is that companies like Facebook and Google, they already know your ideology. They know your religion. They have that information. It's stored in their algorithms. What if they wanted to target a religious practice Mm. so that those people with that particular religious practice could not buy or sell? Think about those implications and think about how easy that is. And, you know, we'll say back, sit back and say, you know, we live in a free country. It would never happen in a free country. You can't do these kinds of things in a free country. It would never be allowed in a free country like Australia, would it? Mm. Or Canada, mm. where they just did it to the protesters. That's right. It completely shut them down, cut them off financially um, in every way, shape or form, shut down their GoFundMes. We've had GoFundMes that have been shut down in Australia. Yeah. And it's just because they decide that, well, that ideology doesn't line up with my ideology, so mm. we won't have it. Yikes. Yeah, it's pretty serious stuff. It uh, it certainly shows the potential for the world in which we live. People have been saying for a long time, oh, you need to have cash, you need to have cash, you know, because cashless society is going to bring in the mark of the beast um, and, or bring in, you know, the, the decree that you can't buy and sell unless you have the mark of the beast. Mm. Those days, the opportunity for those days has long passed. It it disappeared before you were born. Mm. You you grew up in a, in a in a society that doesn't use cash. Yeah, well, like we used it, but it's it's like a yeah, not really. It's a it's a I don't know. It's a surplus. It's a, it's something that uh, the the place that I see cash used the most is at church, and I think at our church probably less than 50% of people do their tithe and offering with cash and the rest is, you know, the offering plate goes around and everybody pulls out their phone. Dude, 
I go to a uni church, okay? So you wouldn't even... You, we, everyone no, we would have the off, So we had the offering plate go around for like the first time in like two months yes. last week. And I think it was um, one of the university students, his parents were there. And they put money in it, but the rest of it's just, just the phone straight out. Like, we just never did. Yeah, you just pull out your phones. You go to, um, what is, what's the app E-giving. Called? E-giving. Oh, dude, you press, like, two buttons, and then you can give money. And it's easy. Yeah. But this is crazy, dude. Oh. Cash is cash is long gone. They have been able to control you for the last 30 years at least. Mm. Do not think that this is a, the, the only place that you will survive and the only place that you will hide at the return of or before the return of Jesus Christ when the mark of the beast is enforced is under the shadow of the Almighty. Mm. There is no other hiding place. It is that simple. They have the power and they have the will to use the power and they have demonstrated that over and over again, particularly in the last couple of years. Mm. We need to be awake to the fact that Jesus is coming soon, that things like the mark of the beast could be instituted in a heartbeat. Mm. We are literally a keystroke away from something like that being enforced. All right, let's see what else we've got here. Um, This is looking at uh, Christian World Rule. The Adelphi Lifeway Research has just pointed out that... um, uh, young people between 25 and 40 years of age give and volunteer, Christian Christian young people give money and volunteer their time and efforts, etc., three times more than non-Christian. So church-attending young people, three times more than non-church. Yeah, that makes sense. Also it does because they have an outlet to do so as well. That's right. There's an mm. organization um, through which they can do so, mm. and it's a good thing to see. Uh, the tragedy is the Barna study coming out around about the same time has shown that in the United States only 4% of parents have a biblical worldview, that mm. most have a syncrastic worldview, which is a, a, a multiple worldviews blended together. Mm. Uh, this was a study of 600 parents with Great that all had children under the age of 13. Thy faithfulness. Oh God, my Father, there is no shadow of turning with Thee. Thou changest not Thy compassions, they fail not.
You were just listening to the Tweed Valley Adventist College uh, album there w- with the song As a Witness. And no, that was the song Great Is Thy Faithfulness. I'm oh, sorry, like, Great Is Thy Faithfulness. Weren't you listening? Well, the, the name just changed in front of me. It just flicked over in front of me to the next one that is coming up. Uh-huh. So straight after the interview, we will have the Tweed Valley Adventist College singing As a Witness. Mm-hmm. And between those two songs, we're going to talk to David, who is at Tweed Valley, Valley Adventist College, mm-hmm. about his involvement in... Well, their music program and how they're pumping out this amazing music. But before we do, we have our 300-point question for our quiz. All right, for 300 points, Psalm 145 says, The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to blank and of great mercy. If you know what the blank is, 0491-064-669 is the number to call. For 300 points, you can win yourself a pocket sermon or get those points on the board and continue to work your way through the quiz. But again, that question was, Psalm 145 says, The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to blank and of great mercy. 0491-064-669. Well, as we said, joining us on the phone right now is David from Tweed Valley Adventist College. David, welcome to the show. David, uh, I guess, you know, the the question that goes through my mind before we start talking about music is, I mean, you guys have been at ground zero for floods happening up there at the moment. What's this done uh, to the college? Have you guys been able to continue to operate? And uh, have you been able to, you know, contribute, I guess, to the community and, and what's been happening up there? What what Tell, tell us, give, give us a quick picture of what's been happening with the cleanup from the floods. Sure. I mean... Um, the floods have been absolutely devastating. Um, but specifically to the school, uh, we had two classrooms go under. Um, so before the floods actually came, we lifted up all the new carpet, um, of one classroom and, uh, saved that and salvaged that. And then, um, the other classroom, we've had to completely, you know, get rid of everything and put on a, on the council cleanup, uh, kind of pile. And then we had two, um, two offices that were also um, affected and completely went under as well. So we've had to clean those out. Um, um, So people have had to move. Um, Our classrooms uh, are kind of limited, um, and our teachers are also limited now with some of them getting COVID, and um, and also Mm. some of them were affected by the floods and they weren't able to get to school, and it was all craziness that was kind of happening. And so the school partnered with Mwollomba Seventh-day Adventist Church um, to develop teams of people to go out into the community, to go out to our school families, to help them clean up all of their stuff. Um, so we went to many, many families, um, uh, 
probably at least maybe 30 um, <clears throat> and just, yeah, just try to help them as much as we could. Um, and now we're running kind of back to normal-ish, um, if you can call it normal. <laughs> what uh, is that? I don't, I don't remember what that is. Yeah. <laughs> ever since like COVID, nothing's really normal now anymore. But, um, but yeah, I suppose normal now is if you can get to school, great. If you don't have the clothes, um, the school uniform, wear musty. Um, make sure you're wearing closed shoes. Um, and at the moment, we are experiencing a bit of, as you would expect, stress and emotional like fatigue from the students and also the, from the teachers. And so we've had to cut back on, you could probably say, workload for the students. Um, and that's mm. what we're currently doing at the moment because there's only three weeks left of school. And, yeah, it's more about surviving rather than um, trying to, you know. Yeah, wow. We guys are all our heroes to the rest of Australia for the mm. way that you are surviving in yeah, such a disaster zone right now. We and, and we appreciate what the school has done, you know, try, struggling to survive yourself and still contributing and giving back to the community is absolutely fantastic. David, uh, before we get deeper into the interview, what's your role there at Tweed Valley Adventist College? My role? Uh, I'm a secondary high school teacher, so I teach music and I also teach Bible. Wow. So we want to talk about the uh, particularly the, the music ministry that you've got happening there because it is a ministry and we just see amazing things coming out of uh, the music of Tweed Valley Adventist College. We're just playing some of it. We're going to play some more of it after this interview. Um, and, you know, Lawson's going to, got a bunch of questions. I know we're on, <laughs> on the top of his mind that he wants to know about this, but... Um, you know, you've got a school here that's just going out there and producing albums that students are actually involved in. How did how did you get started with this? Um, well, Paul Four, he's the principal at the school. Um, he approached me, oh, maybe in like 2018, roughly, um, sometime around there, and he said that he had a vision of you know producing an album, a hymn album for the school. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And at this point, we didn't have, you could probably say, a vast array of musical talent in the school. Obviously, we had students that were musical talented, but there w- it wasn't like, you know, I suppose maybe flowing over the river, you could probably say. Mm. Probably a really bad pun to, <laughs> you know, in the midst of a flood, but, <laughs> um, but <laughs> really poorly spoken. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's a great timing pun, on that bad time. Timing. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> too soon, too soon. <laughs> and um, yeah, he approached me and I'm like, yeah, sure. I mean, that would be an amazing thing. I have no idea what to do. Um, um, and well, let's start this journey together. And so <clears throat> I spent a little bit of time um, just kind of like researching how do you actually do an album? Mm. Um, how does the whole process work? But before then, um, we also com- committed it to prayer, uh, just wondering and seeking God for him to guide this whole process first and foremost. And so <clears throat> we started by looking at um, what kind of hymns that we could do. Um, but interestingly, I suppose this could you know maybe be a question that you have uh, a little bit later, but Interestingly, I think three songs-ish um, that are part of the album aren't actually, you could say, traditional hymns. Mm. Um, one of them was As a Witness. The second one was um, Part of the Blood Medley, the very first song 
um, The Blood Will Never Lose Its Power, that's mm. by Andre Crouch. And the other one was The Live Out Our Life Within Me. Um, the British, or you could say the chorus, was written by Johanna McKay, who's a phenomenal singer and uh, teacher at the school. So oh, wow. kind of those three parts, <laughs> not actually hymns, but um, the idea is still there because we've got other hymns in there. But um, yeah, we have a vast array of musical talent um, at the school, and we're trying to utilize that as much as possible and to be able to use music as the medium through which we can communicate the gospel. Mm. We uh, had Lily Grace on the show a couple of weeks ago to share her experience uh-huh, making yeah, yeah. the album as a student uh, and being a part yeah. of that, and, and she's on a, on a few songs there. Um, now, you're in the role <laughs> of teacher. What exactly was your part to play in bringing this album together? Um, so I did the arrangement oh, wow. um, to all of them bar one, um, live out that life within me. Uh, we committed that to uh, Johanna McKay. Mm. Um, and then the vocal arrangements to all of them, that's the other thing that I did. I also partnered with Shanna, um, Shanna Duke, who also came into the school, and we both kind of edited and tried to make it as best as what we could from a from an amateur standpoint. Mm. Well, I'm an amateur. She, she's not really an amateur. And then we sent it off to be fully mastered and mixed um, by a man by the name of Reese Zacker. Ah, oh, he's a Newcastle local, just up the road from the studio here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, awesome. Um, he's a really cool dude. Um, and that's what I had to, uh, or what I was involved in with the, with the album. Awesome. So oh, I, I'd love to, to ask you uh, some questions on those points of, of being a part of the arrangement. But I'd also like to ask, because we had Lily on the show, as I said, uh, and she was describing the process of, of even building the studio and whatnot. Were you were you part mm-hmm. of that at all? Were you part of, oh, this needs to go here, this needs to go here? Or you just kind of went along for the ride? And then once the, you know, once the studio was there and built, it was like, oh, okay, now we have the tools to, to put this together. Yeah. Um- I have no building experience whatsoever. <laughs> so I had no part in um, getting the studio up and running. I just stood back and watched and I said, yep, that looks good to me. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't. I'm like, oh, okay, yep, sure. That's- <laughs> <laughs> so I had no, no part in that whatsoever. I kind of just came in and they said, all right, you can do something with this. I'm like, thank you. So that's all I had to do with it. So I've got a question here, uh, um, you know, there's a lot of different genres you could choose from in putting an album together. Was there a particular mm. reason why you chose to do hymns? I think is absolutely fantastic. Love hymns. They're so full of meaning and message. Uh, what was your mm. thoughts behind choosing to do a album of hymns? Yeah, so um, one of the reasons, why, as, as you said, Lyle, um, the hymns, oh, as you read the backstory and then also just reading the lyrics, they are just full of depth and doctrine um, and ideas about God. And I believe that um, a lot of the hymns, uh, most of the hymns are, I I would say, inspired by the Holy Spirit. Um, And that's one of the reasons why we wanted to do um, mainly hymns, to communicate a beautiful message about who God is. Mm. Um, But then also, um, hymns, are royalty free. <laughs> so yes. Yes. <laughs> like, like, yay, we can do something for free. <laughs> yeah. Because we don't have that much money um, at, at the school, you know, we're, we're such a small school. 
located in a small town in Moolumba, northern New South Wales, and um, we just don't have the finances. And so, with well, how can we create an album that is cheap enough for us? Um, and so, hymns was another way um, to do that. How do you go about selecting the students to be a part of the album? Do you have like a long list of uh, students that are just sort of lining up and can't wait to be a part of it and you have to leave <laughs> a whole bunch of them out? Or uh, how, does, how does that process actually work? Well, um, the very first, um, yeah, for, for this album, um, I actually sent an email to um, students who um, I thought would be interested and I think there was maybe 40 students and all of them were in the choir because TBSC mm-hmm. has a choir, um, and we've gone around places. Um, that that was kind of led by Gary Cherries now in Toowoomba, um, and yeah. So I compiled a list of people who would I think be interested. Um, not all of them wanted it, but um, I got enough, and I think I got maybe thirty students um, who were interested and wanted to do it uh, to be part of the choir part. And so we came in. Oh, they came in in their um, in their holiday break um, in term three, mm. and um, they spent we spent three hours per group going through the songs and then recording it. Um, and each group comprised of four four students mainly. Um, and for the soloist, um, you kind of. It's a bit weird saying this, but I think it's just true in, in the music industry. You don't just pick amateurs to do an album, to do a solo on an album. Sure. You pick students who have been gifted with the gifts of music from God um, to utilize, you know, um, what God has given them. And so we looked at uh, the, the students that we had that had a, a great gift of music. And <laughs> there were a lot. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't do every single person because that would take a very, very long time to arrange and put all these things together. So um, the blood medley was one um, thing that I tried to do that um, kind of used two students in one song or mm. get in the songs there. And then Oh, the Deep, Deep Love of Jesus using three students in that one song. Um, just trying to you know, get as many students who had that gift that God has given them um, in the album. So that's how we chose the um, soloist. And then also the um, the uh, the choir. Awesome. From there, like, what was your process of like arranging and whatnot? Were you selecting students first and then arranging specifically for them, or were you arranging first and mm. then throwing students that you thought it would be appropriate into that position? Yeah. Um, good question. Uh, a bit of both, really. Um, but I first started out looking at writing the arrangements. Um, and I got inspiration from, um, you know, went onto YouTube, went onto Spotify, just listened to as many, maybe not as many, but a lot of um, those hymns, so many versions of the hymn, um, just grabbing inspiration uh, from there as well to uh, come up with the arrangement. And then, um, yeah, and then from there, it's like, okay, well, this is what it kind of sounds like, all right? Who would best fit this song? Um and some of them, um, I think maybe two of the songs, um, I kind of thought about the student, okay, what, what kind of songs could we do for them? So, um, but we have two teachers who actually sing solos in the album. Mm. Uh, Paul Fuller himself and also Johanna McKay. So those two teachers have um, 
have their own songs. And as the first song that you mentioned, or sorry, um, that you played, Greatest Thy Faithfulness, Paul Four, he's the solace for that one. Um, and Live Out That Life with him is, you know, Johanna McKay. But yeah, so um, in arranging the songs, yeah, just looking at what students actually fit and then some of the songs, yeah, looking at what song would best fit this student. Awesome. Hey, we have quickly run out of time. David, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Uh, you can give us a call at 0491064669 to hear where the album is available. Right now, this is TVAC, the Tweed Valley Adventist College with As a Witness. This mystery you spoke in the end will be done. It is Christ in you, the hope of glory. But how can this be with the sinful heart of man and iniquity that stain my story? But he said, not by might of man, but through my Holy Spirit. I'm the true vine, through you I'll reveal who I am. Oh, so many dying souls, a desperate world in need, they are fallen. Blinded of His love Let the truth of heaven shine That the captives may be free Looking not to self But Christ above But He said Not by might of man But through my Holy Spirit I am the truth
For being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1 800 Faith FM.